Well, good evening to everybody that is joining us. I'm Russell Grossman. I'm one of the executive at the European Cantors Association. And we're beginning this evening the second series of Voice of the Cantor. Now, in the first series of Voice of the Cantor, uh, we had panel sessions and we looked at some of the issues facing the Cantor today, 11 programmes overall. And if you want to go back to any of those, they're on our website, www.cantors.eu. In this second series, we're taking a different approach, which is to look at those people who made and have made their mark on the canterate, people who have uh, distinguished professional standing, uh, all of whom uh, people recognise for having, as I say, made their mark on the canterate. And we begin this evening uh, with canter Benny Meissner, and I'm going to go over um, straight to Alex Klein, who is the uh, director of the European Canters Association, who is going to talk with Benny. So, Alex, over to you. Thank you, Russell, for the introduction, and welcome to everybody. And I would just like to introduce my very dear friend, good friend, and canter, Benny Meisner. Benny is an exceptional cousin, friend, mentor to many, and he has his heart in the canterate and in the classical music and in the opera. So he's very, very multifaceted and multi-talented. But welcome, Benny, and it's lovely to see you. And I would like to talk about your childhood. Where did you grow up? Where were you born? And what was your life like as a child? Was it musical? And did, was the influences there? Or were you pushed into it like every Jewish boy should play a violin or something like that? Would you like to tell us about it? Yeah, but beforehand, I would like to welcome and thank all the people that I see here from all over the place without mentioning a name. I'm really, really humbled with your uh, presence and uh, I will be I'll try to be focused uh, and answer the questions because uh, each of you that I know from way back then or from very recently mean the world to me. I was born in 1944 to, uh, in Tel Aviv. Um, Center Tel Aviv, two blocks away from Ben-Gurion's home, on Zderot Ben-Gurion, Rehov Reines, which is three blocks from the sea shore. And um, I grew up in a very modern Orthodox uh, family. Um, my parents, both mother and father came in 1936 to Palestine and According to my birth certificate, I'm a Palestinian, 44. Um, a very warm, sweet, loving childhood. Most of my friends um, were from the little shtibl, Ahavatzion, which my father was one of the founders in Zderod Ben Gurion. At that time, it was Keren Kayemet, Zderod Keren Kayemet. And I went to a regular school, a regular public school, not even at the T. But most of my friends were from the Stiebel, who are now my age, of course, and some of them are very famous in their own professions. But I pushed my parents to send me to a Bitsefer Dati. In those days, as one of my friends here, Robert Kivel, knows that I davened three times a day in, in those days. Um, I was a Bnei Kiva boy. And when I went from the Bezefer Nest Siona in Rehov Gretz to Bilu School, I only went to Bilu School because the Moria religious school 
would not accept me because my father didn't wear a kippah all the time. But at Bilu school, they did. And very soon after I was in Kita Haver, fifth grade, one of my friends says, come to sing in the choir. I said, no, no, I don't want to sing in the choir. Anyway, I went to Ravitz and I sang, I don't know, I was in the choir. But my mother wouldn't let me go because it was far away from Zderod Ben Gurion to the Bilu school. So one day, there's a knock on my door at home, and Ravitz, who was already 80s, in his 80s, uh, he said, I want a child in my choir. And my mother said, but he's studying the violin. He said he has a violin in his throat. Long story short, I became Kolcheni. I was an alto. If you hear my recording from when I was 14 years old, um, I was a very heavy alto, um, which according to late glance later years, I did not change my voice. So usually a soprano becomes a bass or baritone, a tenor, an alto becomes becomes a tenor. Um, so both my education, musical education was um, to study, of course, the violin in the conservatory in Tel Aviv, which was named after Partosh, Eden Partosh, the violist. Mecheshka um, Ban was my teacher, Harmony and uh, Solfege. And um, I played from the, eight, the age of eight till after my IDF um, service. At the same time, of course, I sang in, in, in Ravitz's choir. And as I told you, Alex, a couple of minutes ago, that when I was 14 and a half, my mother said to me after my bar mitzvah, was macht man for the, for the mommy? What do you do for your mother as a thank you note? And so I decided to take Yossi Malovani, who was conducting the Bilo Choir then. And we went to a studio in Rehov Hayarkon, which was done by a German Jew by the name of Hellinger, who later years proclaims that the first Hatikva that was played on top of the um, uh, place they, they, they announced the, the, the country in the, in the Friday afternoon, um, the 5th of May, um, his recording. Anyway, we recorded two cantorial pieces by Ravitz, Anna Avda and Kiddush, and the second part was the first violin movement of concerto, um, a Mozart concerto, I think it was either A major or D major. Um, which I have a recording since I was since since fourteen and a half years old. The rest is history. So, you had various different influences as a child. Your your uncle Israel Alter, Label of Glance, his best friend, and Ravitz. So, were they not conflicting with the different ideas of which? vocation you should have or which way you should support your singing or were they in tune with each other? I was a very serious violin player because I played in the symphony, the Gadna symphony that was conducted by uh, Shalom Ron Riklis and some of you I'm sure Malia Kedem knows the name and many others well would know uh, Shalom Ron Riklis. Um, I was very serious. In fact, when my friends from Bnei Akiva came to say, Benny, let's go to Mechakot, the, the girls are waiting. I said, no, I have to practice between four and six in the afternoon. Um, but it is really, even before Israel Alter and before Ravitz, my uncle, my mother's brother, David Brenner, who actually 
established and founded the Agudat Lachan, Likud Chovevei Negina. He was a belt filler, like second to none. I even have a, a, a CD that was transferred from a cassette of his um, um, belt filler dick kind of uh, davening. And when he davened, I stood right next to him in Tel Aviv without air conditioning in a little hut, which wasn't even a building. Um, the sweat came out, you know, Leshem Shamayim, when he davened. Um, and of course, he was very, very, very close to, to Leib Glantz. In fact, the first time we went to hear Leib Glantz, I don't know if Jerry is here or not, I told this story to Jerry. <laughs> My uncle started to laugh. So I said, Do David, warum lachst du? In, the, in German, why do, you, why do you laugh? He says, this is Chazones? This, I think, was the second or first time that Leib Glantz uh, davened in Tel Aviv. Uh, my, my uncle David Brenner, Loved Chazanut, loved anything that had to do with Jewish music. Um, even the cellist Yehoyachin Stuchevsky, I heard evenings playing the, the cello on one of the roofs in, in Dizengoff Street. Um, and of course, the image of Israel Alter, and I paid the price. Some of my friends here know very well. I paid the price. Um, he wasn't an easy person. He never gave me a compliment because he was afraid it would go into my head. Uh, he was a very tough teacher, um, but in my lecture about Israel Alter, I talk about three counters that I had in my infancy, when he came when I was six, six eight, ten years old, um, and then in the Bilu school, when I was already in a choir, and the third part was when he was teaching at HUC, and uh, when I came to the, to the Hebrew Union College. So I'm trying to stay focused. Ask ask me question because I can speak without without a break for two hours. <laughs> um, when when did you first um, take the service as as a chazan? Do you remember the first time you ever took a service, the shul, what it was like, and you know that image? What? Well, the first. The first services that I led, not Shabbat morning, because my mother wouldn't let me walk. So I took the bus Erev Shabbat to Bilu, and then I walked back. And I remember Danny Kay and Jan Pierce and Richard Tucker hearing me and going like this and saying, when you go up, we want to hear a great tenor. I don't know how great I was, or I am, but I'm a tenor. Um, even Ruhama Danto is here, whose father was my teacher in, in fourth grade. Um, um, I was sure that I was a baritone, but Louis Grisha told me, no, no, you're a tenor. For sure you're a tenor. Um, anyway, um, I davened, of course, Kabbalah Shabbat many times. And in my Bnei Akiva days, I davened, you know, in a minion that used to go Shabbat afternoon for the Peulot. And um, when my uncle David Brenner passed away, I had the privilege to even lead the service in the shtibel, something that just comes to me now. So I started, like the Polish guys, right? But one of the fathers of my friends is Benny Atasabra, you have to down in Ashkenazit. So that was really the first time, but I never, didn't have a, a pulpit. The first time that I led high holidays was on the SS Israel, a Zim line, which I boarded two days before Rosh Hashanah and we came to, or two weeks before Rosh Hashanah, and we came to the United States between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So I go to the dinner 
And um, I said, anybody who's doing Kiddush, some people were secular, some not. I was wearing a kippah at the time, so I did Kiddush. And then the social director was a girl from Shomer Atzair. says to me, if you did Kiddush Friday night, you know how to dive in Rosh Hashanah. So they brought me the chef, the kittle from the chef, <laughs> and the head of the chef. And the synagogue, which was right by the elevator, was full to capacity. Do you think I knew what I was doing? No. I just did it by osmosis because it was my DNA. But when I came to America, my uncle says, Kindleben, whatever you know, you have to erase and start studying. So I sat day and night and day and night and day and night and I studied Kachko, Kachko, Kachko. Alta was not printed yet because he was commissioned at the time that I was in school, which only took me two years out of the five. But um, he asked me many times to help him and to verify that some of the modulations that he did in this uh, in, 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 in these manuscripts were, were okay. I said, well, if you have an organ, uh, then you go one, four, five, and then the, you make the modulation. But there's, there's the theory to this whole um, manuscripts that he wrote, because I have my own philosophy about it. And of course, as I told you, Alex, I would love to take it as a project of notating and recording every Nusach book that Alto wrote, not his composition, that he wrote for himself, but the um, <clears throat> but but the, the Nusach that he wrote for for students. Anyway, I'm off the track, so ask me so, the rest. Okay, <laughs> your ha your Hanover connection that fascinates me. So, how we how are you connected to Hanover, and what is special about Hanover to you? Can you explain to everyone? Because uh, it's a story in itself. Okay, so there was a rabbi there that was friendly with Rabbi Marmer, who was my rabbi. Willy Brandt was his name, like the chancellor. And somehow I made a connection, my name, and all of a sudden I was in Israel one summer and I get a phone call, Herr Meissner, I am Andor Izak. I am the president of the Center for Jewish Music in Hanover, which was at that time just in the embryo stages. And, um, of course, my connection to the city of Hanover was that my father um, and the Alter family, the Meissner and the Alter family, were very close to each other, which is a long story by itself. But um, this Andrew Isaac invited me back to Hanover to begin with to sing in the Orthodox synagogue, which was the only one at the time, which a friend of my father, a childhood friend, built that synagogue. And his wife, Lola, uh, under, uh, after her name, they built the uh, old age home. So the first time I sang in the old age home, a year later, he started to invite me almost every year to the Crystal Night uh, commemoration, which was um, held in a, in a church, I think on the 10th of, uh, the, the, the 9th or the 10th of, of November, uh, um, commemorating Crystal Night. I, I can't even remember how many times I sang there, but because of my connection with Hanover and the Jewish community and the non-Jewish community, which all used to flock to this concert, when the concert used to be at 7 o'clock, at 6 or 5.30 was not a single seat 
in the church because only mostly non-Jews came to those concerts and as a result of this connection with Hanover at one point I was called by the general um, council general in Toronto talking to me about a word which I didn't understand what it was the Verdienstkreuz the cross of merit which a very dear friend who was a council general in, in Toronto and now she is the ambassador of Germany to Ottawa she initiated this in in the name of reconciliation and of course you should know that the name of Israel Alta rings and resounds very very loud in in Hanover and a few times they even told me that uh, there's a search and there's a plan to even um, called a city, a, a street after, after Israel Alta. I think that's a good cue to listen to Yigdal, which was, uh, I think, from Hanover. Thank you. 
Quite an unusual setting for um... Alex. Alex, you should know only first of all, there's the Heidelberg Choir, which is the best choir in, in Germany, which is hired to sing with most uh, uh, orchestras. And um, I purposely didn't do the Sulzer or the Lewandowski and the, and the, and the Schubert, of course, that was, that was uh, rendered uh, every year. Uh, that was Alfred Rose, a very beautiful setting of uh, um, the lighting wasn't all good, but you should know that many, many dignitaries from local in Hanover, from the region, from Lower Saxony, it was all televised, and I was told for about 40 million people. I, I don't know <laughs> 40 million people, but it was each of these uh, events really was 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 uh, um, heart rendering, um, and and interviews came with it. So were you the, the influential side of to get Israel Alter's work at um, Villa Zeligman? And how did that come about? Was it your um, instigation? I told you before, my rabbi used to say, don't make yourself so small, you're not so big. But this is a, a story by itself that can fill out an hour. The point is that after the war, Israel Alter came back to Hanover and found the records not one scratch. He recorded it in 1925 or six with his Wagnerian incredible colossal voice. It went to South Africa, he went to America, his daughter brought it to Israel when they all made Aliyah. He gave it to me. I stored it two big boxes that I couldn't even lift of 78. Um, and I, 
I had it at my friend's Elban, who after three years says to me, Benny, either Osta or Either you take it or I'm throwing it out. So I took it back to Canada and then with my connection with 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 uh, um Andrew Izak, who adored, I mean, for him, Israel Alter was the epitome. In fact, in, in his book, The Spielmann, there's a whole lecture, a whole section about Israel Alter. So it was really my friend, Dave, uh, Jerry Glantz, in my discussion with him, where should I donate those old recordings? And he says, where they were born. Um, so I donated it to, to the Villa Zeligman, he was the president, and he promised to produce three CDs, which I have. One is Chazones, or the Cantorial Colossal Arrangements and, and, um, and um, ex Execution of Lewandowski and Sulzer. I was in the elevator at HEC at 68th Street when Eric Werner, the professor, said, Alter, a counter-alter, how old were you when you were thinking this? And it says 26. It says with a voice like this at 26 to do Al Sulzer and Lewandowski. The second part, of course, is Yiddish and some. And the third CD is um, some opera and Schumann and and some secular material. But these are really monumental recording of Israel Alter. Um, I, I first met you in 1998 at the Kansas Assembly Convention at the Marriott in uh, New York. Um, of, I had heard of you and um, I had many, many friends and we were invited to um, Solzim special 35 year celebration at, at his shul. So I came with my wife and um, we, we uh, went to the convention. We met you, we schmoozed, we had a, a few other people that we met. And I always remember, uh, especially the Carnegie Hall concert and to, uh, to hear Louis Danto, singer that concert, even though he wasn't well, what a wonderful, wonderful person, what a wonderful voice. And it's lovely to see Ruchama here as well, you know, joining us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, those, and then our paths co connected again. So during the, um, the night project with Jerry Glantz, um, we connected because I'm on the board um like you like you are involved and uh, we met up again um in uh, in vilnius and you know how did you connect i know um label of glance was you were very close to and jerry and i are very close as like yourselves so what made you get involved with um such a phenomenal um project and we're still involved in it and please god we hope to go to riga Later on, in, later on in the year, and um, other things for next year. So, can you tell us about it and how you actually got involved? Jerry Glantz is actually his name is Ezra. Yeah, he is my age. They came 1954 to Israel, and they lived five houses, like a half a block away from. They lived on Ben Gurion Boulevard, and I lived on Rhinus Street. We were not social friends at the time because I was a Bnei Akiva boy and I went to the Nachal and I established the Gilboa and Jerry was into sports and you know he's a still today a very handsome man but he was really like we say a, a good looking lad um, but he knew me and 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 we sometimes even played rugby or soccer in the Shdera in the, in the, um, it was 2005 
that I was on a sabbatical in Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, I got an email from my secretary that a Jerry Glantz looking for you. I said, I don't know Jerry Glantz, I only have a, I know only a, a Ezra Glantz. Is this the son of that famous cantor? And she said, yes. Anyway, Jerry at the time collected articles for the book that he, incredibly, incredible contribution, uh, The Man Who Spoke to God. So I wrote my, not academic and not scholarly, but a very simple anecdote about how Glantz influenced me. By the way, also Glantz was at my bar mitzvah, and in front of the article is his dedication to me on a book that he gave me, which I understood only later why he gave it to me, because at the time, as a child, I didn't know he was such a great Zionist. But he gave me Milchemet HaShichur, the War of Independence, and a beautiful uh, uh, dedication on, 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 on the book. Anyway, I wrote that, and Jerry and I started like as if we were, you know, Chesed Meuraich. And uh, he came to Toronto a few times, and, um, and at one point he came to Toronto and I took him to hear the Roy Thompson um, Mendelssohn Club Choir, which is incredibly famous, and the Toronto Symphony, to do the Brahms Requiem. And he says to me, we sat in the first, second one, he says, Benny, this is the way my father's music has to be on the concert stage. So that was the embryo stages of an incredible story that I only supported Jerry because I was literally, my father used to stay in the stable. My mother didn't like the stable, so she used to go to label a glance. And I used to have to come on the high holidays to show her in her German Machzo which page label is davening now. Um, those high holidays, in fact, I was at the first slichot of Leib Glanz in 1954. That's a subject by itself. You should interview me another time about Glanz because as much as I adored and owe my career and the passion for Chazanut from, from my Israel Alter, of course, there was nobody, is nobody, and I don't think there will be ever anybody like Leib Glanz. So, if you ask me the question, if you don't, I'll tell you right now. My influence was my David Brenner, the Stiebel, Shlomo Ravitz, Leib Glantz, Israel Alter, and Moshe Genshev. Not bad for... for, for and for, not Robert Kievel. And Robert Kievel, of course, was the best man in my wedding. That's what I mean, yeah. Now, you were the best man in his wedding. He came along to help you, to, to make sure you wouldn't disappear, run away. Now, it's great to hear Robert as well here um, tonight. Thank You know, and he, we hope to hear some good news and, um, you know, the plans and everything were waiting. But it's great for you to be here. We appreciate it. Um, how did you get to Canada, ben, Benny? How... how you know, from, from Israel, which you seem to be settled, you had good teachers, you, you, know, you had a life that you made for yourself, and then you end up in Canada. Or did you go to New York first to HUC or JTS and, and from there, mm -hmm. uh, because of your uncle and the, the connection, and then ended up in Canada? Which way round? When I was in the IDF, we had an accident and I was wounded and I had a couple of gimels. Uh, that means I didn't have to be back in the Gilboa. 
my uncle came to Israel and he says, you want to study? Come to America. I'm teaching at HSC. I didn't know HSC from JTS, from Yeshiva. I didn't know. I just went to see where Alter was teaching. And so I came in 1965, uh, a couple of months after my, uh, um, uh, when I was out of the army. Um, and um, I went to the HSC. Um, that's when Robert Kibal saw me and he said, are you Alto's nephew? So that was my name for the first 15 years of my career. Um, uh, the grandchildren and children of Israel Alto only blame Israel Alto for me going the path which I did by divine intervention, according to some friends of mine, even Orthodox friends. When I came to the HSC, A.W. Binder told me, the teacher, the cantillation, of course, expert and, and a very famous uh, composer, there's a congregation in Philadelphia that's looking for a student cantor. And I ended up at the um, Beth Shalom, where Frank Lloyd Wright built the synagogue for a year. But I told my uncle, Uncle Sulke, there's an organ and mixed choir and says, Ich mich mich nicht rein. Do whatever you want. I went there and of course that started my, and of course even Moshe Genshoff <clears throat> in the times that we used to stood together around, around those, those great mentors, he said, Benny, I see you in a conservative synagogue with a mixed choir, with a big organ and da 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 da. Anyway, I was there one year and they wanted a full-time cantor and I had to go for my second year to finish my school of five years in two years. and. Um, Somebody told me there's a German time Jewish center. That is where I really became what I later developed. German time Jewish center was the birthplace of Chavura, of Art Green, Zalman Schechter. Rabbi Cherry was the rabbi who was for music like no other rabbi I've known, insisted that every year the organist Howard Gamble would write another section for the martyrology, Ele Eskera. So I have now handwritten stuff that I'm going to give to Gila Flam and to Amalia in uh, in 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 the, in the academy in the National Jerusalem, Jerusalem uh, handwritten material of this Howard Gamble. We sang besides the entire traditional service, which he improvised my davening in the silent amida, or like when I used to daven, he improvised. It was a great counterpoint master. He wrote incredible material um, and the synagogue started to shrink a little bit. It was in a mixed neighborhood and because of the Chavura movement, which is really very important and everything, they didn't want a rabbi or a cantor. So my good friends told me, Benny, you got to get out of here because you're just marking time. So it was Seymour, <coughs> it was uh, Mary Simon a dear, dear friend who was the president at the time of the ACC, the reform movement, uh, a cantorial movement, which most of us who served traditional or conservative or reform synagogues belonged to both. And I was very active at the ACC and the CA for many, 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 <clears throat> many years, being on boards of, of, of both organizations. He said, there's a, there's a synagogue, Holy Blossom in Toronto. I said, it sounds like a fun for a Chinese restaurant. Um, Little did I know, as other people told me, that really Akodesh Baruch Hu sent me there. 
Um, I brought a lot of material from Germantown Jewish Center, the incredible music, not only traditional, but very contemporary, atonal and, and creative uh, section of music, which I have recordings of all of them on a record that we did in 1974. And people cannot believe that that people had the Zitzfleisch to listen to those that, those kind of, of music. He had three different Tanatokas. He had three different Kornidres. Anyway, I bought a lot of it to, um, to Toronto. The reason I came to Toronto is because um, there was time for me to move. I was 34 years old. And I knew that Ben Steinberg was the music director at one time. I knew that Sheldon Merrill was a sweet singer of Israel. I knew that Jack Barking was the cantor at, at Holy Blossom. And in fact, he told me, please go up there. You'll love it because Gunther Plaut is the rabbi. And, and um, I must tell you the truth that people told me that I was not hired for my voice in those days. I had an interview for about two hours. And then I went in and I sang one piece of Chazones, I think I sang Adima Amin of Israel Alto, Skalirika de Oro, and some Yiddish song that I sang, Zing 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 Lire, or some kind of three three songs, and, and I was hired. After a couple of years, they gave me a choice, either a five-year contract or a permanent appointment, which meant that I was good until I decided to retire. But you, while you were there, you formed um, a, a wonderful group, Lachan, um, your, your, your um, chorus, your choir, um, which is very, very special and very dear to you. And um, I think we can listen to something uh, if Russell could queue up again, and then you can talk about it. Shirat Ahava, the song that Naftali Zeitlin, the rabbi, on the way to Treblinka, on the train, wrote a poem, Zeitling, Naftali Zeitling. And I fell in love with the words because it meant to me so much. And of course, my daughter's name is Shira. So when she was eight months old in 1972, I sat on the beach in Tel Aviv and I took a piece of paper and I made my five lines of music and I wrote this. <laughs> And once again, the dawns of the morning stars will appear. And the last verse, and one again, once again, a brook, a little stream, will whisper its prayer. Shirat Tefilati, the song of my prayer. I think that's an incredible piece of music, a piece of liturgy, and I only found and discovered recently that it was done on the way to Troblinka. What you what what you played? Unfortunately, the the recording is not so good. This is a pick a little pick picks uh, from the tribute that the congregation did for me in 2020 when I retired, where I talk about the Shirat Hava, one of the 
few things that I composed. Uh, I told you before I have a book called The, the Liturgical Connection um, <clears throat> uh, with a good number of uh, compositions that I wrote for texts that are not necessarily tefillot. For instance, in the um, High Holiday Machzor, the Reform, the Gates of Repentance, there is um, at Neila, Sha'are Ora, Sha'are Bracha, Sha'are Gila, Sha'are Pana. So I, I, I composed that. I also composed other things, but this particular one is very, very dear to me because I wrote it in 1972 in the beach of Tel Aviv and I sang it, improvised in. In, in Philadelphia, in Germantown, and my organist said, what is that you're singing? So he made an arrangement that actually public, was published by Transcontinental, um, uh, among some other things that, that, I've, that, I've, that, I, that I have, have, have written. Uh, but this little segment is from, from an uh, interview that was played in the um, um, virtual celebration in 2020. Unfortunately, it didn't come out uh, um, clearly. Um, there are many, obviously, there are many highlights in your career, many places that you've done or taken services. I remember in Prague in the Altman Shul, um, where you joined Naftali Herstic and, and the choir, and um, we done there one of our conventions and you joined us again, and then Hanover and so on and so forth. Is there any place that sticks in your mind that is something very very special to you and poignant that you will always remember and why well i will remember a few things from my glorious 40 years at holy blossom which i was blessed with the support of all the rabbis in fact one of the rabbis i asked at one point i said you know i'm so grateful to all the rabbis who let me do whatever i want all these 40 years so the answer was, did we have a choice? Um, but I really was blessed with um, a, a supportive congregation and a beautiful choir, both professional choir of incredible singers and temple singers, which at one point measured up to 40 or 50 uh, people, which we performed gigantic works from, from Bloch Sacred Service to to Gershon Kingsley to Janowski to 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 um, Charles Davidson to all the big major composers that I uh, I was lucky to bring up to Holy Blossom. But in 1993, I established uh, Lachan, which is called after my uncle's uh, foundation in, in in Tel Aviv, Likud Chovvenigina. And Lachan, of course, is of course a melody. So. <clears throat> What sticks out in Lachan's life is that we sang, we sing, and hopefully we'll sing again, material and repertoire from the 12th century, from Ovadia Hager, all the way to the 21st century and beyond. Um, we went to Bulgaria, we went to Hanover, we went to China, we went to the United States, we went to Ottawa, all performing our incredible uh, repertoire because besides the violin and the viola now and besides chazones which is still in my kishkes uh, my, my passion for conducting I studied conducting with Robert Page who is a very very famous conductor who sang in my choir in German Tanjuri Center and for a few times when 
we hit some incredible pieces of music. He said, for this, I would convert. Um, he was really an incredible uh, uh, teacher. And um, I know that Sheldon Levine of the assembly knows him and uh, Mary Simon, because we all studied in Philadelphia in the Temple University. And it's there where I really learn how to read music very fast and very, very accurate because I wanted to be in the Mendelssohn Glee Club in Philadelphia. And he says, Manny, but you're solo material. I said, doesn't matter. I want to sing in a choir. So that's why I acquired my, my, my sight reading. What, how did the, uh, the concert at Holy Blossom come around with the, the Ravitz, special Ravitz concert with Yaakov and Yossi and yourself? How did that come to fruition? Well, we knew about the three big tenors, Carreras, Domingo, and Pavarotti, and I decided, with the help of my rabbi, one of the many rabbis that I worked, John Moskowitz, many, the three M's, Malavani, Meisner, Mozart, will fill the house. It was the most incredible concert, because most of concert of Chazanim is like who can scream higher and who can do Mashiach Tzukecha with a high D and this and that. And Gilda, Olava Shalom, said, I've never seen a concert like this. We did a concert, not only uh, uh, honoring the memory of Rabbits, but many, many, and I have a lot of good uh, uh, clips of that concert where we sang things that we sang as children. An Abda Bekutshabrichu, for instance. And when it came to the Dreidlach, I pointed to Malovani and I pointed to Yotzan and says, no, no, you're the Balabos here, you sing it. And it was an incredible concert. It was not a gladiator ring concert. It was a very, very warm. And I was very lucky to feel comfortable both in reform, in conservative, and in orthodox synagogue. And so there were maybe not the Haredi Haredi, but, but a, good, a big, large number of, of Orthodox community um, was, was present at that concert. So um, now you retired from Holy Blossom, but you've not retired at all, because I, I know you're busier than ever and, and you know, highly sought after um, as a teacher, as a mentor, uh, as a lecturer. Um, what does the future hold for you and what are your plans? Do you have anything specific that or that you want to do? Anything that maybe is in your bucket list that you've never done before, but now you have the opportunity to do so? Well, first of all, I want to achieve and live. Amen. Amen. But really, um, it was six years until people started to talk to me about retirement. Um, when I said in, 19, in 2010 or 2012 or 2013, uh, I want to retire, nobody, uh, there was no president who wanted to talk to me. And I, and I really wanted to work until 2019 because I came in 79, but 2010 was far away. 2017 was too close. I said, at least I want to work till 220. Um, I don't want to be a Schweizer and say that I'm overly worked, but sometimes I feel I need a job to start resting because even <coughs> in the last few days, <laughs> it was even Ruhama Danto who gave me an idea. Ruhama, I almost have it now. The, 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 the opera fever among Chazonim. It's a great subject. 
it's a great subject. And of course, the, the assembly asked me to do, um, I was very impressed and I'm impressed like many, many other people are impressed with Robert Kiewel in the listening room. Um, so I have to do um, a lecture, prepare like the, the cantors of Canada, not only Toronto and Montreal, but uh, wide, the wider range. And of course, Canadian composers, which I have in the music of the Renaissance, which my choir sang. Um, and actually my wife, how oh, darling, <laughs> without her, I couldn't move and I couldn't do anything. She is holding me in, in, in a good, in good shape most of the time when I don't rebel, but we want to travel. And when I retired, I wanted to start traveling and cruising and doing and this. Um, but uh, of course we, we, we wait the time of COVID to, to, to end and hopefully we'll be traveling. Um, one of the things that I was very, very happy is many of my students, my private students, occupy one of the great jobs, most of the great jobs in, in, in the United States <clears throat> and Canada. I'm so proud of my star student, one of my star students, David Rosen, who succeeded me at Holy Blossom, who is doing fantastic because he's a mensch, he's, he's a mensch. Never mind the voice and the and and his skills and is a is a mensch and beautiful renditions and the mixture of old and new and really is is the best for Holy Blossom, and Mo Glasman is in Temple Emmanuel and Michael Smolish is in, in in down in 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 Detroit and Eric Moses is next door and Ted LeBeau has made a career and thank God I have a lot of students and I was lucky to be part part time. Um, faculty at the Geiger uh, School in Berlin. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, naturally, the world belongs to the young. So um, I have not taught consistently at the Hebrew in the college or the seminary, which I would have loved to, but I moved to Canada. So um, I, I haven't become part of the, where the action is. Um, but I was teaching last summer at the Aleph College also, and um, I have students, of course, in Zoom um, in Berlin, um, and now the semester is beginning, I'll, I'll have uh, more students to, to, to coach. And, um, and, uh, and you've also got an open invitation to the European Cantors Association um, for life, to lecture, to teach, to do workshops and you're always very very welcome you know that and it's an absolute pleasure before we open the floor to questions alex alex i just want to tell you one thing that i wanted to say before at one point i am so overwhelmed and grateful to you personally and to the welcome that i received the first time that i came to prague and I was, you know, I was reluctant to come because I said with, you know, being a reform synagogue, um, you know, but it was Raymond and, 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 and Naftali and you and, and the other organizers that invited me the first time, the second time, and then in Hanover. And I really feel 
very much at home and I'm grateful for, for the warmth and the um, inclusiveness that, 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 that this organization uh, projects. To have women cantors, maybe not in, 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 in leading services because it's orthodox, but in concerts and, and programs and have women cantors in the convention where Haredi Chazonim are sitting among ourselves and, and listening to this, it, it, it's really it, it's really a great achievement, and I purposely want to thank you for your love and your passion for everything that you do. And now back to me. Yeah, back to you. I, before we we open the floor to questions, I would love to play Avarachamim, and um, then you know people can think about what they'd like to ask you, and then the floor will be open to questions. So there we go.
Just raise your hands or unmute yourselves. <clears throat> I want to say something only for one specific person here, Boaz Dorot. Boaz Hamoud. I do have another CD which I just did, A Twist of Liturgy. All melodies in a jazz with Matan Klein and a piano, which is totally different from, from Avorachamim. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Benjamin's best man. <laughs> Not only was I the best man, but his uncle backed out at the last moment and I had to say the Sheva was under the chuppah too. I'd like to... Alex? Uh, David, yeah. Hello, I just want to make a, is make a comment. This is the first uh, talk that I've attended. And I must say, I want to thank you very much for the lovely music and the lovely uh, discussion you had and talk. I just wanted to say, I couldn't believe it that Hanover came into it so early on. My great uncle was Rabbi Samuel Freund, Schmuel Freund, after whom the Altersheim that the speaker mentioned is in actually uh, Freundallee, and it's named after him. He was the London's Rabbina in Hanover from about 1908 to 1938 after which the, uh, the uh, wonderful synagogue, this vast synagogue was burnt to the ground and he had to watch it um, burn down, the Nazis forced him to. And then I just want to say that I'm sure he was there officiating when, uh, the, when all this music took place and I just can't, I'm very moved by it. And the second thing I want to say is the church in which you sang 
Um, I know that church very well because uh, um, Wolfgang Rampach was the minister there and he still is alive and he's very active in the Jewish Christian relations. And that church has always had a lot of Jewish influence. His wife today is responsible for Jewish Christian relations in the um, Lower Saxony. So I can't tell you how moved I am by that early part of your talk. I knew both places very well. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Marty. It's the biggest, biggest Lutheran church in, in Hanover. There. That's right. That's right. It's made of brick. It's made of brick, isn't it? One of the, uh, one of my um, greatest vices, uh, become Benny's friend over 40 years ago. Um, one of the things that I uh, went through in the last several years is Benny saying to me, what am I going to do when I retire? <laughs> I'm going to have nothing to do. Well, Robert, you probably got the same thing. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm happy to tell you that Benny has put together uh, so many programs that uh, are so worth listening to and learning from uh, that you would be amazed. And he's still working on it. And um, I, I can't believe it. And um, if you know any other Chazanim that are looking for um, the kind of uh, programming that Benny does, uh, you've got to pass it on. And uh, I, I got to tell you, Benny, that last piece blew me away. I put in the chat, Dos is a Stimme, and that really is yeah, a Stimme. Yeah, yeah. Have you got a new, you've got a new shul, haven't you, ben, Benny? You're now the, you're the unofficial cousin of, an, of another shul at the moment, or is it just for Yom and Narayim? I go, I go to Sharet Fila, which is 10, 15 minutes away, walking from my house. My daughter belongs there, and I know the rabbi, young rabbi Rafi, is a sweet, sweetheart. And and uh, and <laughs> the other day, I don't know if he's joking or not, but he said, "I'm going to make you an honorary member." So, of course, I have to ask my um, official if if it if it change my emeritus status. Of course not. It's not. It, 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 I feel comfortable wherever I go. So, as a as a chazan, um, you from conservative to reform to orthodox to shtibel, it makes no difference if you're speaking to God and you know what you're doing. That's all that matters, isn't it? Listen, Holy Blossom was never a typical reform synagogue. To begin with, Canadian reform is different than the United States. Mm -hmm. the kind of music, I mean, if we did a modern piece in, in El Eskera, and I sang Moshe Lach Shlomalach in the Martyrology, and, um, and then we have Din in Mincha, and I use the Shaul Secunda melody, and then I, I burst out with Genshoff, you know, with 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 uh, Minkowski and Gerovich, um, our people didn't know which composer which composers I used, and of course most of the time, um, for my 
second cantos on the high holidays um, until my uh, cousin Shani came, Lindy, I used to notate Israel Alta's manuscript um, ta tailored to the text of, 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 of our Machzor. But of course, I improvise it, and every time uh, when, they, when they didn't when it didn't come in, Simcha Le'atzecha, I used to stop and I used to go like this. And over the years, when I left, and I hope it's going to be now too. But when I left, there was twelve hundred people singing with me. Everything, even even davening softly, they they participated. I think this is one of the greatest um, accomplishment that 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 I elevated and at the um, musical. Culture of Holy Blossom, and some do, people here can testify for it. Do all the shuls sort of um, work together in Toronto? Because I, you know, I believe that it's a it's a very special city um, for um, to fill out and and the the shuls are magnificent, and there's various types of kahilot and um it seems to me I, with concerts and fundraising and everything everybody seems to get together no matter what the uh what shall they belong to or what shall they don't belong to so it's a wonderful thing and and did this just come out naturally or was it something that was uh, worked on well first of all i want to tell you that when i came to toronto um um, we had a very active, active council of Chazanim. We published different books, we did concerts, we did fundraising concerts for, for Ezra Kadima, for different uh, um, organizations. Uh, um, I think even one time with Beit Alochem, um, it was an intensive. Today, it's a little bit different. We still have a council, but we are not as, as active. Um, I must say it with a lot of love and respect. Um, it is not a friendly community synagogue-wise. By that means that synagogues don't do things together with other synagogues. And many times I tried to get different choirs, and it was David Rosen who was here at Bet Radon when he was in Toronto. Uh, he and I organized a, 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 some, so, some sort of a zimriya, but um, there's there's no there's no collaboration between between the synagogue. I mean, we do have a great cantor by the name of Charles Osborne in Temple Sinai, who does his incredible things by himself. You know, and, and most other synagogues are doing things on their own. And they're great, great things. But I would have loved to see more kind of a, a collaboration between between the synagogues. Would you have liked to have seen in Canada? Um a cantorial school or a school, a, 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 a school for cantors as opposed to everybody schlepping to New York. I mean, it's not that far, but again, by the same token, Canada would, I would have thought, lent itself with um, Montreal, Ottawa uh, and Toronto, you know, a school um, for this type of thing. Maybe it's another project that you can start that, me, that means a lot of money and a lot of uh, um, uh, relationships and connections. Um, and there are some people who can do it better than I. I can only offer what I can do best is to teach and to organize and to, and to perform and to, and to conduct. But, but uh, yes, there is, there is a lot of source um, material. Um, look, at, look at Montreal. I mean, Synagogues like like Shara Shamai with Gideon Salamayer is and some other cantors uh, in Ottawa even 
Jakovo zag. Do you think there is a future for the youngsters in the in the country today, or do you think it's changed so much that as if you can sing and read notes, um, you can take a service? Um, what's the situation of the country today, in 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 your opinion, as as you travel around? Well, if you listen to what's happening musically in conservative and reform. There's hardly any traditional chazanut, um, even though I was part of the modern repertoire, more or less. I even included some 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 uh, melodies and, 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 and compositions from, from our Israeli brothers. Um, <clears throat> um, I know that Boaz Doron has an incredible ensemble there. Um, and Or Zohar and, and uh, Navati Hila and beautiful things. Um, but the culture has changed. The culture has changed. Listen, in the 19th century, Sulzalevandowski and Namburg, it was Mendelssohnian, it was modern music. Uh, today, um, it's folk music that penetrated. I do believe, however, that it is absolutely crucial that even the Tzimtzum, they should have some chatimot and some resemblance to, to Nusach. Um, and 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 I always always uh, lifeguarded Nusach um, in in the synagogue. I mean, uh, every chatima and every 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 paragraph ended up, of course, with the right Nusach. I mean, show me another reform synagogue. I don't know. Don't quote me on it. That does Tal and Geshem. I mean, if I sing Lebel Glances Tal in Holy Blossom and 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 Israel Alter's uh, Geshem. Uh, in Katsko, um, not too many reform have it even in the prayer book. I must tell you even, I had a beautiful job on the high holidays in Hamilton in a very traditional, traditional conservative synagogue where I had to sit down and study all Malchut, Zichonot and Shofras, which I didn't do for many years. And I studied Israel Alta's manuscript. Uh, even the Lev Shalem Machzo is already very castrated because I was looking for some PU team and they were not there. So, um, but but nevertheless, it was a great challenge for me and I'm very happy that I was hired for next year in Hamilton to do high holidays. Fantastic. Well, I, I'd just like to mention that our next in the series, Programme 2, on the 27th of October, will feature... Jackie Mendelssohn, Chazan Jackie Mendelssohn, who's a phenomenal mover and shaker within the, the Chazanus movement. And he does a regular blog every week, which we, we put on our Facebook page. So if you want an interesting and colourful evening or afternoon spent, please join us on the 27th of October for number two in the series with... Cousin Jackie Mendelssohn. Jackie Mendelssohn, one of the great cantors. I remember when I came to the States, we spent Shabbatot together in Shomre Muna in some Stiblach in Brooklyn together. Um, so he also is, is, his background is 
is very deep in, in Yiddishkeit and Chazones, and you'll hear next week, it's incredible, really. Jackie is a, a legend. And if those who don't know, I mean, he's um, two films he made, documentaries on the cancer about Borough Park and about his childhood and the great Chazonim of the past, The Cancer's Tale and the, the second version of it. So if um, most of people in, in the UK don't know of these things and uh, hopefully I'm introducing them to a new world, uh, new faces and different people um, that they would find very interesting, very intriguing, very stimulating. So we look forward in this series to continue having these conversations quite lighthearted, but getting into the... Um, the lives of people who made a difference in the cantorate. And I thank you, Benny, for being our first and uh, a remarkable, beautiful evening was spent with you. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you again. And I want to thank everybody that uh, had the Zitzfleisch to sit beyond the hour to listen. And thank you very much for everybody who came. Really, it was a great pleasure and a great honor.